welcome to Glory to Glory, the radio teaching ministry of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Join us now in our study as we open the Word together. People would ask me, um, when you die, are you going to go to heaven? And I would respond, I, I, I think so. That's what I would say. I think so. And, and that they would ask me, well, why do you think you're going to go to heaven? You know, my response was, because I'm a good person. <laughs> That's what I thought. And I would say pridefully, I'd say, you know, I haven't, you know, I don't steal anymore. I don't steal things. I have never murdered anybody. <laughs> and I was always comparing myself to the next guy. It's like, I'm better than the most people. And somehow, some way, people think they can get to heaven by being good people. Can you, can you answer me this question if you think that? Then why did Jesus Christ have to die such a brutal death at the cross if you can make it in with your good works? You can't. The Bible says there's not one good, no, not one. All of sin, we all fall short of the glory of God. We need a savior. We need to be saved from our sin. Jesus Christ died on the cross to take away the sins of the world. He wants to take away your sin, but you must admit that you're a sinner and you must turn to him and you must receive him as your Lord and savior and you will have eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. What else are we told in scripture? Ephesians 2.8, you know this, for by what we're saved? By grace, grace you've been saved. That's favor, through faith. And that's all of yourself? Is that what it says? Can we say to it that is not of yourselves? It is the gift of God. Have you received the gift of God of eternal life? Not of works, lest anyone should boast. Think through this with me a little bit. Think if it was of works. In other words, the good things that we did. Heaven would be such a big boasting party, wouldn't it? Seriously, if it was works, okay? Well, you know, we'd be up in heaven. Well, I gave, you know, $10 million to the church, and I just, uh, because I'm just a generous person, and that's why I'm here. And it's like, it would just be a boat. The other person, well, you know what? That's really not much at all. I gave $2 billion to the church. It was like, oh, well, I, I fed the homeless, and I, I did this, and, and I did that. Guys, none of that will get you into heaven. You're saved by grace through faith alone, through Jesus Christ. It's nothing you can do. You cannot save yourself. You must receive the gift of salvation through Jesus Christ. He died in your place. He died in your stead. He takes away your sin. He takes away your guilt. He takes away your shame. And he gives you eternal life. And he comes to live inside of you by his Holy Spirit to give you eternal life. To be absent from our body means that we're going to be in the presence of the Lord for all eternity when we die. Why? Because Christ in me, the hope of glory, the hope that goes beyond the grave, I'm going to be in his presence, in his glory forever and ever and ever and ever. Amen? Amen. It's only through Jesus. They're boasting in this. And then also, you know this, for the wages of sin is what? Death. Death, eternal separation from God. The wages, the payoff day when you go to heaven, if you haven't accepted Christ, you're eternally separated from God for all eternity. If it stopped there, that would be terrible. But the gift of God is what? Eternal life, eternal life in who? Christ. Christ Jesus our Lord. One other point before we go back into our text. There's no such thing as a closet Christian. I hope you know that. Well, I accepted Christ. Just don't tell anybody at work. I, just, I don't want anybody to know. <laughs> oh, you're a Christian too. Okay, let's keep it quiet. Jesus said, if you confess me before men, I'll confess you before my Father who is in heaven. 
But if you deny me before men, I'll deny you before my Father who is in heaven. People need to know, don't be a closet Christian. There's no such thing. They don't go together. If you're saved, don't be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God into salvation to those that believe. God wants to speak through you. God wants to use you. Don't worry about what people think of you. Don't be a man pleaser. Be a God pleaser. And my question before we get into the text, back into the text, are you saved? Do you know when you die you're going to heaven? Have you accepted the free gift of salvation through Jesus Christ? If not, do it today. Listen, let me give you a little test, okay? I believe it's very important that you hear this. Please, if you don't get anything else, get this right now. Please don't miss this. You might have said a prayer. You might have gone forward. You might have stood up. You might have went to a Billy Graham crusade. You might have went to a Greg Glory crusade. You might have given your life and think that you gave your life to Christ. But has there been a change taking place that's taking place, continue to take place in your life? Are you changed? He saved you to change you. If you're the same as you were before, look out. You might be deceiving yourself. Salvation is a free gift. You must receive it. You must give your life to him. He must be Lord of all or he's not Lord at all. He wants to rule over you. He wants to direct you. He wants to fill you with the Holy Spirit and give you eternal life. Has that happened to your life? If not, please hear me clearly. Do it today. Don't wait another day. Today is the day. Today is the day of salvation. Today, if you'll hear his voice, Don't harden your heart. He wants to change you. He wants to deliver you. And he wants to set you free. If you're practicing sin, listen, please don't miss this point. If you're practicing sin, don't fool yourself. In school, I played, I was on the the football team and the track team. Track, I ran track. I would go to practices all the time. Why? I wanted to get better. And it's the same thing. If, if you're sinning because you want to get better, you want to get better, you're going to get better in your sin and you're not repenting and turning and, and, and giving it to him, beware. Because the Bible says if you're practicing sin, that you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. And there's going to be many that will come to him on that day and say, Lord, Lord, didn't I do all these great things for you? Didn't we do this for you? And I did that for you. And he's going to say, depart from me. Do you know what he's going to say? I never knew you. Meaning, you never had a personal relationship with me. And there's going to be many that are going to be fooled. They're going to think, oh, but I said a prayer. But nothing changed. And you really believed you had a relationship when you never sought me? You never, never looked to me? You never heard my voice? My sheep know my voice. I know them intimately. I pray there's nobody in this room, nobody watching online, nobody out there in the patio, nobody is self-deceived thinking that you're okay if you're practicing sin. God wants, God, listen, God loves you. He wants to set you free from your sin. He wants to deliver you from your sin. He loves you. He's not condemning you right now. He's bringing the sweet conviction of the Holy Spirit to say, I want to set you free. I want to deliver you. I want to fill you with my spirit. I want to use you on this earth. I want to do way far beyond anything you can ask or even imagine in your life. Don't miss out. Don't be self-deceived. Amen? Amen. Amen. So they're singing the tribulation saints of God's salvation, his honor, his glory, his power. And it goes on, for the true 
for true and righteous are his judgments. These are the tribulation saints still, I believe. Because he has judged the great harlot who corrupted the earth with her fornication, and he has avenged on her blood, excuse me, avenged on her the blood of his servants shed by her. Again, they said, Alleluia, her smoke rises up forever and ever. So not only are they praising him for his salvation, for his power, for his honor, for his glory, but they're also saying, God, thank you again that you dealt with that evil corruption that took place on the earth. And the, the great harlot, just a reminder, Revelation 17, this is this false worship, excuse me, this false religious system. It's the, uh, the false religious system that governed the whole earth. After we leave, there will be a one world religious system. And let me tell you this, it might seem really nice, but it's anti-God, anti-Jesus, and they hate God. And so not only that, if you recall, it was this religious system that killed the true believer, that will kill true believers on the earth if they don't take the mark of the beast on the right hand or their forehead. That's who's going to kill them. So they're saying, God, thank you that you dealt with this corruption. Thank you, Lord. We praise you, God. And then Jesus, and they're, they're realizing that corruption's over, as we looked at last week. Corruption will never take place on the earth. That Jesus Christ will come and rule and reign. Listen, when Jesus Christ takes his throne, righteousness will rule forever, and wickedness will never rule this earth again. Isn't that exciting? Amen. I had someone uh, give a comment on YouTube. I saw it that they said, oh, no, pastor, you know, you don't understand. You know, Satan's going to be released after a thousand years. No, yeah, he'll be released after a thousand years, but please don't misunderstand that. He will never rule this earth again. He'll be released. Why? Because he'll be used as, listen to this, he'll be used as a pawn in God's hands, right? Because there'll still be a thousand years, there's going to be people multiplying on the earth, so a lot of them are not going to accept Christ. So there'll be forced righteousness. Check this out. So he'll be released. Satan will be released. He'll be chained for a thousand years. He'll be released, not to rule and reign, but to deceive those that are against Christ, right? And it says from all around He's going to take them out from all around. It says, listen to this. I just read this this morning. As the sand of the sea, that's how many are going to be wicked on this earth, even during the time of the millennial kingdom. And then he's going to raise up an army with them, and he's going to come into Jerusalem to attack the saints, it says, and Jesus, like he's going to work, he thinks he's going to win, right? But do you remember what happens? Fire comes down from heaven. God goes, Poosh, French fries. He does, he wipes them all out, and they're cast into the lake of fire. So he's never going to rule. Listen, Jesus Christ, let me give you an example, okay? Just hypothetically. Hypothetically, say that, like possibly here in the United States, let's say there was a president that we felt was doing really good and did good things and, and all, and he was up for re-election, just hypothetically, and and it seemed like he was going to win. It seemed really good. I mean, let's hypothetically, there was big rallies and everything, and the other side didn't have many rallies. But just hypothetically, this is hypothetical, though. <laughs> and hypothetically speaking, think that, okay, but the other person uh, somehow, some way, just had all these extra votes and got into office. And then hypothetically, that it all got exposed. Hypothetically. And all the bad guys got found out. It was so bad, so corrupt that they, they were all hypothetically put into jail behind bars, okay? And then it was such a deception, it was so terrible and so evil and so wicked that the guy that the other people wanted to be in the White House ends up being in the White House, okay? 
Do you think there'd be a great rejoicing? People would be like, yeah, evil was done away with, and that would be, we'd be like, that's awesome. Hypothetically speaking. But guys, I, I'm using that as an example just for one reason. Listen, I don't care what side you're on, I don't care what, that's not what I'm, I'm trying to get at. This is a thousand times greater. Listen, Satan has been the god of this world for thousands of years. He's been ruling and reigning. He's been usurping authority. He's been governing over men. He's been lying and cheating and stealing and hurting people, binding people in pornography and, and murderous thoughts and murderous things. He's been, he's been hurting people's lives. He's been destroying families for all these years, but he's being found out. He's being exposed. He's going to be removed from office, from his throne, and Jesus Christ will take his rightful place and he'll rule over this world forever and ever and ever and ever, never to... never ever to be dethroned again. And that's why they're saying, praise you, Lord. You finally dealt with this wicked, corrupt system, this harlot that's causing fornication, this evil that's finally dealt with. And that's what we're reading about, and we're going to be part of that celebration. So as we look at that, are we seeing a one-world religion at all forming? It won't happen until we're gone, but do we see it forming? Did you guys see this recently? It just came out. Well, this, was, this came out. Uh, but it, a One World Religious Headquarters in Dubai, 2022. The announcement, so listen to this. The announcement of the Abrahamic uh, family house. This was redone uh, recently by the, the Times of Israel. Listen to this. It says, in Dubai, follows a visit by Pope Francis to the United Arab Emirates in February. It says, during the trip, don't miss this. This is very important. During the trip, when he was there, the Pope signed a joint declaration with the Grand Imam. That's the head, a head Muslim uh, cleric. They, they signed a joint agreement that called for religious tolerance and dialogue, an interfaith council to oversee the project. Advanced tolerance was formed. So through this, they formed a, a council overseeing this one world religion. It was formed as a result of the declaration. And, the name, and named the High Committee of, of Human uh, Fraternity, it says the Abrahamic Family House is its first initiative. So let me read this to you. It says, the Catholic Muslim Interfaith Council created by Pope Francis announced new Chrislam headquarters opening uh, 2022 that combines mosques and churches according to the signed covenant. So they signed a covenant that they're going to have interfaith. And so it's just, I believe it's just a setup, getting ready, because there will be a one-world religion. How about this? How many saw this? United Nations Common Agenda. Did you? Can I see a show of hands if you've seen this? Oh, not too many. Guys, you need to read more. This is, this is, this is the Secretary General put this out, okay? So they're calling for a global um, governance, okay? They want a global governance that will be led by a handful of leaders, world leaders, so what they're calling for. The UN wants to head this up, okay? Interesting. Does that sound like Revelation 13 to you? I don't know. They pledge to strengthen global governance for the sake of present and coming generations, and to that end, requested the Secretary General to report back and the recommendations to advance our common agenda and to respond to current and future challenges. So they, if you read through this, they've got all these different things they want to establish. They want uh, international law to take place. They want international governance. They want uh, the financial system to be one world financial system. And so, 
interesting stuff. As Don Stewart would say, you can't make this stuff up. Let's look back. The 24 elders and the four living creatures fell down and worshiped God, who sat on the throne saying, can we say it again? Amen. Alleluia. I believe the 24 elders, my understanding, the best, and we've talked about this before, I believe that represents the church. So here we are. So we're joining in as the worship's taking place. We join in. The four living creatures are the cherubim. Do you believe we're going to meet these guys? These cherubim, these, these uh, angels that are around the throne of God. So we're going to fall down. They're going to fall down and worship God who sat on the throne saying, Amen, Alleluia. Then a voice came from the throne saying, Praise our God, all you his servants, and those who fear him, both small and great. There's debate on whose voice this is. They're saying, Praise our God. Um, I believe it's Jesus because it's from the throne. Some say it's an angel. I, we don't know. But I think it's, uh, it's Jesus, but it's a command. Interesting, if you're a note taker, this verb is in the present tense. And it's, it's, it's literally, saying, literally saying, keep praising the Lord. It's a, a present tense. Keep praising the Lord. Don't stop praising the Lord. Again, praise is so important. We're going to be praising here in this scene. We're going to be praising in heaven. Years ago, somebody came to me and mentioned that they had just heavy spiritual oppression. And they're like, Pastor, what do you think? What can I do for this, this spiritual oppression in my mind? And it's just so heavy. And, and I thought of Isaiah 61 to put on a garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness. So I suggested, I said, I said do this. I said, get a you know, a CD, a worship CD, just keep putting it on, keep praising the Lord, see what happens. And then he came back to me and says, wow, that worked, thank you. Praise is powerful. Interesting, Isaiah the prophet, he prophesied when the Messiah would come. Speaking of Jesus, check it out. This is what he'll do when he comes. This is what he did when he came to the earth. And I pray that you get this. Talking about the Messiah, it says, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me. This is talking about the Messiah, Jesus. Because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. So he came to do that. He sent me to, can we say that together, to heal the brokenhearted. My question to you is he healed your broken heart. If you have a broken heart, let him heal you. Proclaim, proclaim liberty to the what? Has he set you free? He wants to give you liberty. He wants to set you free. And open the, the prison, excuse me, and opening the prison to those who are what? Bound. He wants to set you free if you're bound. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn. He wants to comfort. This is what Jesus came to do. To console those who mourn in Zion, in Israel, to give them, can we say that together? Beauty for, don't you love that? That's me. That's how I came to Christ. I was like, Lord, I have nothing to offer you. And I really, I just saw my life as shattered glass. I said, Lord, I got nothing to offer you. And he gave me beauty for nothing. Ashes. The oil of what? Joy for? For mourning. Are you mourning? He wants to give you joy. The garment of, there it is, for the spirit of what? That you may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. glorified. Beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise. I pray that 
you have put on a garment of praise because it removes any heaviness that the enemy would try to put on you. Last verse we're going to look at. And it says, and I heard, as it were, the voice of great multitudes as the sound of many waters and as the sound of mighty thundering saying, can we say it again? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For the Lord God, omnipotent, reigns. I believe at this point is the call was for everybody to worship the Lord. So we've got the Old Testament saints at this point, they're worshiping. We have the uh, angels. I can't even imagine what it's going to sound like. Omnipotent means all-powerful, all-ruling, almighty. He reigns. But I want to make a point with this. It's going to be awfully noisy in heaven. Do you know that? The sound of many waters. How many have been to Niagara Falls and hear just... When you've ever get, you get close to it, it's just like... It's like... I mean, you can feel the ground move. It's like... It's going to be louder than that. It says... Mighty thunderings. I literally, listen to this. I was in my patio reading this, and as I was reading it, the air show was going on. And jets, I kid you not, jets were flying right over my head. And they were going, and I was like, yeah. And I was thinking, the sound of mighty thundering. I'm like, it's going to be louder than that. I literally got on my scooter. I was chasing the blue angels. I was like, flying like this following them down the road and moving back and forth. I'm like, yes. And then I think that's the sound of heaven. It's going to be, it's going to be so loud, so noisy. And I, and I say that also for a reason to say that it's going to be noisy. And sometimes, you know, and I understand, sometimes we get, you know, people say, oh, you know, the, you know it's a little loud or the drums are loud or this, that. And we try our best to, to balance everything to make it sound good so it's not too overwhelming and all. But get used to it. It's going to get loud in heaven. But the good thing is, listen to this, we're going to have new ears. And everyone will be pitch perfect. Again, they're going to be... So it's not going to be like a terrible sound. Like you're going to be like, no, it's going to be... Guys, it's going to be something like you've never experienced ever, ever. It's literally out of this world. There will be, in the end times, a worship service that's beyond anything anything that we can imagine. I can't wait, guys. I can't wait to be there, to hear the sounds of, you know, I, I love every once in a while when we're, we're singing praises to the Lord, I'll, I'll just stop, matter of fact, many times, and I'll just listen to the beautiful voices and the beautiful harmonies here in this church and those that are up on stage. I'm just like, God, this is, I'm like, I, I literally think this, I can't imagine it even getting better than this in heaven, but it is. And then sometimes when my wife, you know, she's singing, I'm like, oh, I'm like, it's so beautiful. Her voice is just so beautiful. It's just so beautiful. Guys, the voices we're going to hear, we're going to hear angels sing. Cherub are going to be singing in front of us. It's going to be so overwhelming. As you see, the church, we're going to be like on our face, like, God, you're so good. So as we close, yeah, there's going to be a worship service. The main reason we're going to be praising him, as I repeat myself as we close, Jesus Christ will sit on the throne of this earth. Righteousness will rule. Righteousness will reign. Evil will never, ever, 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 forever rule on this earth ever again. A new government's going to come in place. 
And as I mentioned last week, we don't even need to vote. He's going to be put in place, the one who was called before the foundations of the world, the one that created everything. He'll be the one that will rule and reign and we'll be with him forever and ever and ever. Amen. Hi, this is Pastor Joe, and I'd like to take a moment to personally invite you to one of our three services here at Calvary Chapel of the Harbor in Huntington Beach. Our service times are 9 a.m., 10.45 a.m., and 12.30 p.m. Please come and say hi after the service. I would love to meet you. For more information, check out our website at ccoth.com. That's ccoth.com. Hopefully, we'll see you here later today. God bless you. You have been listening to Glory to Glory with Pastor Joe Pettick, an outreach of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. If you would like to enter into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, call now at 714-788-8221. That's 714-788-8221. Our address is 16450 Pacific Coast Highway in Huntington Beach, California, 92649. We're located in Peter's Landing Marina in Huntington Harbor. Now, may we continue to go to his throne of mercy as he changes us from glory to glory.